1099 best practice tips for those required to fill out those awful form 1099s. Tax information reporting on IRS form 1099 is a major headache for most accounts payable groups at this time of the year. It's both the 1099 NISC and the 1099 NEC are used to report to the IRS payments made to independent contractors. Now, there are other types of 1099s. There's the div, the int, etc., but they don't tend to be filled out in the accounts payable group. And so we're only focusing on those today. Getting the 1099 information correct is never easy. In this episode, we've got five tips to help you create the perfect 1099. Make sure you stick around until the end when we share how to create the foundation for strong 1099 reporting. Hi guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and payment function. And as you know, at about 75% of all companies, accounts payable includes preparing the 1099 forms. Okay, so the accounts payable team is responsible for the 1099 MISC and the 1099 NEC. As we said, these forms are used to report income paid to an independent contractor and to the IRS, the recipient and the recipient of the income. Okay, so there's two forms each time. So tip number one, start right. This means using the entity's legal name and not its DBA. Now, sometimes people say, well, what's the difference? Why does it matter? Here's what happens. You create the 1099, you send it to the recipient, and you send it to the IRS. When the IRS gets that information, the first thing it wants to do is make sure it's correct. It's got the correct taxpayer identification number matched with the correct party. So it runs it through TIN matching, the same TIN matching that you're able to use. If there's a mismatch, you get a B notice, and then you have to go through that whole rigmarole, which we all know is not pretty. When it runs through TIN matching, it runs it through using the name that the company was registered with when it requested its TIN. So it's the legal name and not the DBA, okay? So tip number one, use the legal name. Tip number two, you wanna make sure that you report on all the income. So if you've paid someone two or three times during out the year, you need to add them all up. This is especially important if you're not paying them a huge amount of money each time. So for example, if you pay them, let's say $200 per month over the course of the year, that's $2,400. That's more than the current $600 minimum that you have to report, although each individual month wouldn't be. So add them all up and make sure you've got the total amount and then issue the 1099. Hopefully this next one is not one that any of you would fall into this trap, but if you have some forms left over from last year, throw them in the garbage, okay? They're not good for anything. Do not use last year's forms. You need to use the current year's forms. Even if you only need to issue one 1099, you still need to get the new form, get the form for the current year. All right, let's talk about getting a good foundation. Tip number four, make sure you have a good foundation. What does this mean? This means knowing all the latest changes and updates the IRS has made during the last year. It also means reviewing the basics. Now, you know, the IRS loves to tweak all its forms, and the 1099s are no exception. The 1099 MISC and the 1099 NEC have come under a lot of scrutiny in the last few years. In fact, 
go back a few years ago, we didn't even have a 1099 NEC. All the information that we report now on those two forms was all on the 1099 MISC. And to be fair, the IRS has had some good reasons for making these tweaks and introducing the new form, or as I should say, reintroducing an old form that we'd stopped using. Okay, so lots of tweaks, lots of little changes that can, you know, get you off in the wrong direction and get you a B notice if you're not careful. So how are you going to do this? What you should do is you should take a 1099 review course every year. You could go to the IRS website and read all its publications, but it's much easier to let an expert compile this information for you, and then you just get it in one fell swoop. Now, there are a number of these courses out there. I'm not going to lie to you. A number of organizations will offer them, including AP Now. We sponsor one every year. In 2022, it's going to be held in December, and we've got a link in the show notes below if you want more information about that course. Now, before we get to how you create this strong foundation, this strong starting point, if you will, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up, and if you loved it, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payment and accounts payable issues, and unfortunately, that sometimes includes 1099s, and Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. Your thumbs and comments help us as it signals to YouTube that viewers are interested in this particular video. Okay, tip number five, start with good information. This means you make sure you use good practices when it comes to collecting those W-9s where you get the original information and make sure you get the W-9s from all vendors. We recently did a broadcast on that issue. You can watch it now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your shares, your comments, and your subscribes. And good luck with your 